Welcome back to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast brought to you by GeekLegacy.com. Justin and I are here to talk about this week's news and information in the world of video games. And as always, we're pretty excited to do so. Justin, how are you doing today? I am fabulous, Stephen. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am great. Thank you. Um, I'm actually pretty excited by the, well, actually all these stories because they do kind of apply to me. But this first one, I think, will be a lot of fun for our Star Wars fans out there and our Lego fans out there, just because I feel like there's a huge middle ground between those two. Uh, But the upcoming Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga will feature over 300 playable characters. According to Don McDermott, uh, lead hub designer at TT Games, the Skywalker Saga will feature about 800 unique characters, 300 of which will be playable. McDermott also confirmed that many of those characters come from the new Star Wars trilogy, including fan favorite Babu Frick. So you can go on and get your Frick on. Uh, there, there is a huge uh, expose, if you will, in the official PlayStation magazine talking about how There are 23 planets and moons with a total of 28 unique locations that players can visit and explore. Basically, McDermott saying, quote, if you have a favorite Star Wars location, it's pretty likely you can visit it in game. Another unique feature is the ability to play through the campaign for each movie in any order. Developers wanted to ensure (laughs) that the players could have the Star Wars experience they wanted. So there isn't any kind of linear progression between these stories it's more of an open world approach uh players will also be able to collect and complete multiple quests at a the same time so gear it up to be quite an ambitious title over here and i'm pretty excited for it it'll be available later this year on pc nintendo switch ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series x um interestingly enough stadia was left off of that list so Take that for what you will. Also worth noting that if you pre-order right now at Best Buy, you get a sweet little Han Solo frozen in carbonite steelbook case. You know me, I'm a huge sucker for collectible cases. So if that's your jam, then go on, go get it. And you're a Best Buy shopper. As correct as well. (laughs) You frequent the Best Buy. Mm -hmm. They are the Best Buy. (laughs) I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, if someone opened up a store and called it the more bester buy, then <laughs> you go there. I believe I'd be there. Sure. All right. Well, I'm excited. That's a lot of characters. That's a lot of Star Wars. I don't know if I could I could go out of order. I don't know if my brain is capable of doing that. I would I would feel weird and dirty. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. I could do that, I suppose. That I could do. But I mean, I think we were exposed to that pretty early. I remember when, being a kid and it saying episode four and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> Where's what, the shit? <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there is some weird way that you can watch. I forget the cut that it's called, but you you dice up the, the viewing order. So the reveal is different for. Darth Vader. Uh, you go two, eight, four, six, seven, one, three, nine, Are you making five. That? <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Oh, I completely made You know, it was really hard not to repeat a number, and I think I did pretty well there. Sure. <laughs> Someone write that down and tell me what orders those are. It sounds awful. <laughs> 
There's your optimized Star Wars viewing experience. Sure. I've, I've sponsored never done by it. the Pixelated Podcast. I wonder what it's called. I have to Google it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I've played my share of Lego Star Wars games. Um, I've I've played pretty much the entire thing. Um, I do like how they're going with a more open world approach. They kind of did that with the um, what was the latest one that I have over here? Looking the Hobbit. At- what was that the Hobbit Lego? Game. They did it. They did it on the Hobbit. Yeah, I was thinking of the Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking of <laughs> Force Awakens. <laughs> you jack. <laughs> they did it with the Force Awakens, where it was a little bit more quest based, a little less like, oh, go in, do this level. It's more linear, back and forth. So that'd be fun. It's called Star Wars Machete Order. There you go. You watch the films in this order. A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, and then The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. It keeps the whole Darth Vader reveal. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yes, you read the list right. Episode one, The Phantom Menace is not included. All right. That's something. I know somebody put out like a two hour supercut of basically the prequels and just said, just watch these clips because it gets rid of all like the fluff and character developments and side quests. If you Who will. needs any of that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally just a two hour movie of the entire prequels. Like, there you go. I summed it up for you. Sure. I could I could leave episode two off the plate, man. That that movie sucks. I like the end, I suppose. But the first hour and 50 minutes is not good. I mean, I can leave one and two out of here and be totally fine. Sure. I could probably do that, too. But I think I like it. Uh, Phantom Menace more than Attack of the Clones, which <laughs> isn't saying much, <laughs> but not saying much at all. At the end of the day, it's Star Wars. and I love Star Wars. So even terrible Star Wars is still good to me. Well, one did have an amazing lightsaber battle with Darth Maul. Yeah, so I like the pod racing, too. Pod racing was pretty cool. Yeah, at the time. Also, somebody brought up how. <laughs> Uh, in episode one, when Anakin's running through the desert and Qui-Gon tells him to duck before he gets run over by Darth Maul. Right. And someone's like, can we just point out the fact that Darth Maul has no idea what Anakin Skywalker looks like? Saw a kid running in the desert and just said, I'm going to run this kid over. <laughs> yeah, that's a very sick thing to do. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how we play Grand Theft Auto and see a biker. Right. He's like 20 points. I got this. <laughs> Oh, man. My favorite ever run over moment in Grand Theft Auto was when I hit a guy on a motorcycle and I was driving a truck and he flipped into the bed of the truck. I thought that was the coolest evil, evil Knievel type shit I'd ever done in my entire life. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto's got a lot of really cool um, physics possibilities. Yeah. The worst is when you hit something and come to a sudden stop and your character goes flying out the out the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you die. It's like, oh, man. I had one I was doing a mission with uh, some friends and I was parachuting off of a building and I T-boned myself off of a traffic stop and I landed in someone's truck. Oh, nice. <laughs> Luckily, the mission ended before they took me away into Cannibal Island or whatever. Right. <laughs> That's always fun to do. They're like, I don't think this is where our hotel is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, I'm excited. And uh, I don't know. I thought I remember reading that this one of the cool things about this is that if you if you are a fan of Finn and you want him to kick some major ass, then you can be playing him throughout the game. And um, since he was shortchanged in the motion picture shows, you can get, get your overdose of Finn in the Lego Star Wars. Yeah, 
probably the biggest dirty done by the newest trilogy is not letting that character really develop into anything interesting. Right. Just runs around a lot. Goes on missions, but runs around yelling Ray as loud as possible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's too bad. Anyway, moving on. I have some exciting news for all you Major League Baseball fans out there. Complex, you know, the folks that are making culture pop, will be doing an exclusive cover reveal for MLB The Show 2021 tomorrow, which is Monday, February 1st. However, Saturday night, Instagram user A Nerdy Dad jumped the gun and leaked the cover, which features 22-year-old superstar Fernando Tatis Jr., a.k.a. El Nino from the San Diego Padres. But get this, Stephen, the cover was for Xbox One. He had two covers, one for PS4 and one for Xbox One. Now, in December of 2019, Major League Baseball did announce that the video game series MLB The Show will be made available for gaming consoles beyond PlayStation starting as soon as 2021. And guess what? We're in 2021. <laughs> so this is Imagine this could that. be happening. I'm excited. Yeah, I think this is the only sports game that was consoles exclusive for some time. So it's I think it's a huge step in the right direction. A game being developed by PlayStation Studios sure. being on an Xbox console. And so as you talk, Diego is the studio that develops it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, distributor, I should say, I guess. Um, or publisher is the more accurate term. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. The leak was for the Xbox One cover, and right there in the bottom right corner, big old logo that says PlayStation Studios. That's exciting stuff, man. I'm it's waiting for the next version where the PlayStation Studios logo just takes over Tatis and <laughs> yeah, just a giant billboard behind him. Yep, <laughs> you can have the game, but the advertisement's going to be for PlayStation all on the back. <laughs> I want you to know who did this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exciting stuff. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So MLB The Show is one of my favorite sports games. Uh, I I eat it up. It's when the Mariners win the most is when I'm I'm the puppet master making it happen. And I cannot wait to get my hands on this. I hope it's real. I hope it's legitimate. Uh, this this was definitely in the realm of possibility. But of course, nothing has been confirmed. We will have to wait until tomorrow. It could just be one giant buzzkill and we could be let down. Either way, I'll be playing the game. Uh, I would just prefer to play it on my Series X versus my PS4. Uh, the last time I had a baseball game was MLB 99 for the PlayStation 1. So maybe it's time to upgrade a little bit. I think so. I mean, the show is such an incredible series. They just knock it out of the park. I, I mean, the last one that I have is both well, Griffey on the cover, which I think was 2016 and... I played that game religiously and it just looks so real even in 2016. So I am curious to see how it's going to look for 2021. I, so in, in MLB 99, because I was so obsessed with the game, cause it was before that it was Ken Griffey jr. Baseball for the super Nintendo now, was the uh, only other baseball game I owned. Yeah. I was so obsessed and so dedicated to this game that like any time a rookie got called up or any time a new player was available, I'd go create a player mode, throw them on the roster. It got to the point where basically the game's like, I can't let you do anything more because we have no more memory. (laughs) Tapped out. We can't afford to pay these fake players. I know, right? (laughs) There's a cap here. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm excited, man. It's good stuff. Bring it. I'm ready for freaking baseball to start, dude. Driving me nuts. 
I mean, I know football is we're at the Super Bowl now, just a week away. But two teams that I could not care about are playing. So it'll be <laughs> more of a commercial fest for me than anything else. But uh, I am excited for baseball to come back. Yeah, definitely because of the shortened season and just everything that was going on. I absolutely watched way more baseball this past season. Um, also, if you're a T-Mobile user for your cellular device, be on the lookout when uh, baseball season starts because they almost always give out a free subscription to MLB TV. So you can watch all your out of network games for free, which is pretty cool. That is nice. Yeah. Is that who you have? T-Mobile? That is who I have. Yes. And that's how I get my MLB TV every year. Nice. I need to do that. I have, yes. I've had Verizon for like 20 years and it's so expensive. Uh, honestly, like all the little perks that T-Mobile does are amazing. They have that, um, which they give out every single, it's always a limited time offer. It's like this week only subscribe with your right. T-Mobile account and get it for free. Um, they also give you for certain deals, they'll give you net basically a $10 Netflix credit. So depending on what the service eventually gets charged up to, like right now, my wife and I only pay $2 a month to have Netflix, which is pretty awesome. And then they have like a T-Mobile Tuesdays app where they give out all kinds of free nonsense, like 30 cents, less per gallon on gas at random this places sort of change at you <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> your coat your phone spits out pennies and it's amazing yeah there's like free red box rentals every now and then um free meals at random restaurants here all kinds of fun stuff definitely worth it nice worth the price of admission absolutely how's the service though? <laughs> I, I never have any issues with oh, okay it. <laughs> Can't call with the damn. Phone. It doesn't work. You can't call anybody, but we'll give you some free stuff. Got a four hundred dollar brick here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, cool. I'm excited. I can't wait for this to happen uh, again. the The reveal will be tomorrow, which is Monday. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's already happened, so it's no longer news for you. But uh, definitely, definitely excited for this. Yeah, gear up. Mm-hmm. It's fun to that- see the Padres on the cover too. I mean. Potters haven't done anything remarkable in a long time. <laughs> I kind of like how he's doing like a bad flip too on the cover. Something a little less traditional, if you will. Sure. I'm always a fan of that. I think he's like flashing signs. I wonder if that means like the show 2020 will be a PlayStation Plus title coming up. Oh, maybe they do that. Yeah, because I, I think it was the one that had trout on the cover which was that was uh, like 2019 i think i think that one was free on playstation plus yeah and the time when i realized that or when i saw that i was like yeah not really interested right now i got too many games and then the day was like i really want to download a baseball game right now went to go find it it was gone <laughs> oh buzzkill i was like well that's my fault i guess for waiting too long yeah that happens you got to be diligent on the free game stuff especially like with epic game store <clears throat> excuse me you don't want to miss out on your free stuff. Yeah, I wish everybody would just go to a, hey, this month, here are the free games. Go get them versus that's your you job, to, dude, <laughs> versus you have to log in at a specific date and time and range and knock on the door twice and ask for Gene. You have a platform to announce free games to everyone. Oh, that's right. I do. Hey, speaking of free games, here's the lineup for this month's PlayStation Plus free titles that you can get. For the PlayStation 5, Destruction All-Stars and Control Ultimate Edition are both available. Uh, Control is also available on the PlayStation 4. And PS4 users will have access to the game Concrete Genie. 
Um, as someone who just picked up a PlayStation five, I already have three free games on there. So it's pretty awesome. Obviously can't wait for destruction, all stars and control, but I already have man eater. And plus these two ergo three is the control. Is it the, is it like the, the beefed up version, the souped up next gen version, or is it the a la carte regular? This is the ultimate edition. So it's the bester of buys. Ah, there you go. Even more control, remote control, universal remote control. (laughs) It's amazing. Control it from your PSP. Yeah, it was on my uh, to do list. It's on Game Pass and I just I downloaded it, but I haven't played it. yet. I've been so distracted with so many games are available. It's this it's almost becoming obnoxious to where I don't know what to play anymore. It's too many options. So the weeks before I got my PlayStation five, I was like, I don't really want to invest in any new games because I know I'm going to get this console soon. And once I do, I'm going to play the crap out of those. I'm really enjoying Spider-Man Miles Morales right now. And then I get my PS five and I've I played Miles Morales, took a break from it because like I don't want to burn through it all in one day. Now I'm back to playing Final Fantasy online and I'm just sitting there like I have so many things I can do right now and I don't want to do any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a first world problem we live in. I know it's terrible. Um, Not to be outdone. The games with gold subscription service Uh, resident evil, the 2002 remaster will be available on your Xbox devices. All of February, you can get Dundara trials of fear edition between February 16th and March 15th. What is that? This is the shit I'm talking about. You got to go a specific time and date. Got to be like this. Uh, All of February, Gears 5 will be be available. Um, It's also available on Game Pass, so not missing a whole lot there. And then for you Xbox 360 users, because of the recent announcement of a new Indiana Jones game, I wonder if this had anything to do with it, because Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb will be available for your Xbox 360 and Xbox One devices between February 1st and February 15th. And Lost Planet 2 will be at the back end of February, the 16th through the 28th. So some decent titles there. Um, I wouldn't mind going back and replaying some original Resident Evil. Again, it's the 2002 remaster, not the original original. So sure. it's pretty that. good. I bought it for like, I don't know. It was on, it's normally $20. I bought it for 10 and I played it and I enjoyed it. I'm 90% certain my PS3 has like every Resident Evil game because I think there was one hol- Halloween where it was like, get the whole collection for 10 bucks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, works. sure, why not? Sure. That um, that Dandera game that you were talking about, it is a 2D platformer and Metrovania game developed by Brazilian studio Long Hat House and published by Raw Fury. It was actually, this game was nominated for Portable Game of the Year at the 22nd Annual Dice Awards. Wow. And speaking of Dice Awards, um, they just made their announcements recently. The Last of Us 2 is officially the most nominated and decorated game for Game of the Year candidate ever of all time. Nice. Remember when people hated that game because a woman had muscles? Oh, yeah. She's buff fucking that game. Yeah, she is. (laughs) Carry you out the door and just throw you out the window. (laughs) I'm okay with that. (laughs) Eat my haters. (laughs) Yeah, she was ripped. But yeah, congratulations to uh, the crew over at The Last of Us 2 for that. Sure. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Most hey, you know, nominated also- or they won the most? I'm sorry. What was it? Um, they were they have officially been nominated for the most game of the year awards gotcha. just universally. And I think they've also won the most game of the year awards up to date. 
Wow. That's pretty good. I mean, not bad for literally like the final last installment of the PlayStation 4 era. Sure. It's a good send off. I mean, the last of us was like that for PS3. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Where is you? I haven't checked the Metacritic score in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Probably just N.A. Yeah, it was. I remember getting hammered. Last of Us 2. People always got to complain about something. Yeah, so the critics have it at 93 and then the user score is 5.7. So that's just a bunch of 10s and a bunch of 1s. Zeros in there. (laughs) Why is zero even an option? That's ridiculous. People trying to take that down like they're taking down uh, or I guess not taking down, but well, yeah, taking down Wall Street. Yeah. GameStop stocks. Oh, my God. I've been reading up so much on that. I finally not that it's like overly complicated. I was just a total noob when it came to stocks. And so I had to do my homework and my diligence uh, to understand what was happening. But uh, it's definitely creative. And I love how now Washington's like all upset, like, oh, well, we got to change the rules. We can't have this. It's like, dude, you guys have been doing this to people for years. <laughs> <the> of time. <laughs> Finally, a regular human being, a six-year-old that got stocked for a birthday is, is making a fortune and you have a problem with that. You know so how you is- like, you're just walking around or you witness something and go, hmm, hope that doesn't become a problem later. And then you find out it's a problem later on. Sure. So scrolling through Reddit, the Wall Street Bet subreddit where this came from, it was literally one of the newest posts. It had been posted like 10 minutes ago. And I was like, let's all do this to GameStop or whatever. They actually use like, huh, that's interesting. I just kept scrolling through, didn't even think of it. And later on that night, you know, the world's on fire and GameStop stocks are a million dollars a share all of a sudden. Yeah, I think it was like 340 last time I checked. Let's see here. GME. And there's all these stories, people who are 325. There you go. There's stories of people who bought stocks like years ago and now they're cashing in for millions in addition. I love all the jokes like, okay, great. Now I can cash my stocks in for 525 in store credits, things like that. It's all over the place. Sure. Now, I mean, the one cool thing about this is that it just shows how rigged the whole deal is. I mean, like these people make their fortune off of taking money from others. And now these hedge fund guys are complaining that, Oh, now I'm broke. And it's like, well, dude, you've been doing this forever. So pound sand. And, uh, I'm okay with that. I mean, you look at like, you know, I know that they're going to get bailed out and it's going to be ridiculous. And people are starving and they're out of their homes and they're looking for work and we're going to give billionaires more money. And it's ridiculous. I mean, we didn't need this to happen to understand that the whole system is broken. But we needed this to happen to understand the whole system is broken. Right. You, you know what I mean? Visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need visual aids. I need charts. I need I need videos and fun, interesting reads to explain things. And that's exactly what this did. Like in, in the total in the total Michael Scott opens up a lemonade stand sort of breakdown <laughs> where <laughs> where his mommy and daddy give me ten dollars to open up a lemonade stand and it only costs nine dollars. So next year they only give me nine dollars for my lemonade stand. Not it's, accounting for inflation. It's, I love that. It's explained like I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh geez. I mean it, it reminds me of like the Occupy Wall Street movement you know we are the 99 percent. yet these nice rich folks just keep getting more money i mean i don't want to get into it too much 
because it's obnoxious and it irritates me. And it's Sunday and I like to be happy on Sunday. <laughs> Plus, we're barely qualified to talk about video games as it is. Right. We play them. I, I, I'm yeah. someone that buys them. I don't even play them. <laughs> I just look at the damn things. I don't even touch them anymore. <laughs> look, yeah, look at that. It's got a little disc. How cute. Uh, I got a little quick trivia question for you. On this day, 24 years ago in Japan, do you know what game came out, Justin? No. Oh, Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation 1 was released on this day, 24 years ago. Hereby adding to the notion that we are just old as shit. Yeah, no kidding. Ah, it breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I back. My my 20 year high school reunion was a, a couple years ago. <laughs> and I remember thinking, man, when my parents went to their 20th anniversary or their 20th high school reunion, I was the youngest of three children already born and old enough to know where they were going. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm so behind. I don't, I feel like uh, I have botched things up a bit. I mean, there's no rush, obviously, to have kids or anything. But when I see where I was when my parents went to their 20th and where I'm at now, um, I made me sad. Yeah, one of these things doesn't belong here. <laughs> yeah, I know it's just like a real like an honest grasp of time. But I mean, back then, you know, they they married, they got married when they were you know nineteen years old. They were kids basically. So I mean, that I guess that makes sense. But just to put it all into perspective, I mean, times have changed to where people are now like over forty when they're having their first you know child. So it's not like it's a particular rush or anything, but. It's definitely something to think about <laughs> growing up in a house where that was not the case. Yeah, things nice. are just way different now. I mean, like you said, back then, our parents were getting married at 18, 19, having a house by 21 because it cost all, them all of a Happy Meal toy, basically, <laughs> yeah. starting their lives right then and there. Whereas now, the average age of, I guess, millennial that moves out of their parents' house is like 30 years old Holy because shit. the economy is just tanked so much and again you and i are barely qualified enough to talk about the economy and wall street and things like that but those are just the facts right there it's things are way different nowadays yeah they really are you know minimum wage back then was four dollars and now, now it's five <laughs> now it's five dollars milk was a dollar 15 a gallon now it's 15 dollars a gallon just some things change and some things should change i know it's crazy oh breaks my heart but yeah, didn't mean to emotionally hurt you with this information. Oh, good. But yeah, 24 years ago, um, I was 10 years old when this game came out. I didn't actually buy it and play it until a couple of years later. I think 99 is when I actually sat down and played it through for the first time. And what an adventure uh, this game was. There's, I actually have a friend that runs a Final Fantasy VII Facebook group, and there's so many people talking about how old were you or what were you doing when this game came out? And there's so many people up there saying, oh, I was two years old. I was three years old. I was like, damn, I was at least shitting in the toilet. You guys were not even barely a human. Yeah, I was. Let's see. I would have been it's January. So I would have been 16 when this came out. I turned 17 that year, but I was 16. My Pretty goodness. Wild. It's really wild to look at games and go, oh, they're 24 years old and then go to play and go, this game looks like it's 24 years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's funny. So and just because there's, you know, humans and faces and, and it's really tricky when it's an actual person versus <clears throat> like, uh, 
you know, a shape that you're playing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can I can get behind Star Fox any day of the week. Yeah, it's all just a bunch of triangles. But, <laughs> you know, that's something that could be made today or could have been made, you know, 30 years ago. Different Three. emotional attachments. Yeah. But when you see faces and eyes and Popeye arms, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Or like what we talked about with Nintendo 64, where it looks like they cut someone's face off and wrapped it around a, like a balloon. <laughs> oh, it yep. looks so weird. <laughs> Oh, man. So I recently have been on a huge kick to replay Ocarina of Time, the original version of Ocarina of Time, not the 3DS remake or anything. And you know how when you go to Kakariko Village and there's the Skultula house, you mm-hmm. get to find all the Skultulas and like lift the curse of all the family spiders. Sure. I never realized and now that screens are bigger and things are clear and whatever the case is and emulators have different plugins and whatnot. I never realized the spiders literally just are a regular Skultula spider face with eyes and mouth just like painted on, just literally slapped on. Mm-hmm. It is now the most nightmare fuel <laughs> inducing nonsense yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. I always hated the noise, like the little scratchy noises that they made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, oh. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Oh. I was getting scared the other day. Oh, I was playing Dead Space and I'm playing a chapter at a time. I do a chapter a day just so I don't <laughs> overdo it with, you know, sitting in my own, in a puddle of my own pee. And um, I got so freaked out the other day. Alex went upstairs and I'm just like, ah, and I went to stop the game. She's like, well, she's like, you can keep playing. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't play this by myself. <laughs> I need another human being in the room. <laughs> I could, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't doing it. It wasn't working. So I had to stop. I just needed that extra body in the room to make me feel safe. There you go. Pass. I want to play that medium game and uh, I'm just a little, I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. It's available on game pass. Now Uh, fun fact, the studio actually made back its development costs in just a few days with this. So congratulations to them. We heard the same thing with cyberpunk, how their pre-order money basically like, bought back the entire studio or some nonsense before the game was even released. But this is pretty awesome because this is a game that we literally just heard about within the last year. Yeah. Versus Cyberpunk it. where we've been hearing about it since the dawn of time. Sure. A couple several years. And yeah, we got it during that um, Xbox showcase mm-hmm. uh, in the fall. And then the game actually delayed itself because it had the same release date as um, Cyberpunk, now that you mentioned it, but n- not initially. Of course, Cyberpunk kept being delayed and delayed and delayed. So it eventually fell on the same launch day. So they pushed it back to uh, whatever it was, Friday, the 28th or 29th, whatever day that was. So good on them. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to the Bloober team developing this. Bloober. Yeah. They do a lot of scary games. They did uh, Blair Witch and the Layers of Fear. Yeah, so I automatically don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should do one of them comedy games there, you know, where <laughs> people have fun and a good time and smile. Can you make something bright and happy? <laughs> Honestly, look at that Mario. Look at what a good time he's having over there. Do something like that. Right? Even when he gets punched in the face, he still finds a way to stand back up and enjoy it. <laughs> Honestly, enough with the scary. We get it. You're good at it. Do something else. Step outside your comfort zone. Yeesh. Anyway, that's all I got. Yep. Good enough. Cool, man. Oh, you know what? Actually, real quick. Um, I've been playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint a lot lately. 
I think mm-hmm. I've spent like 10 hours in the last two days playing that game. And I, it, it's not bad. It's good. I'm enjoying myself. And there's, there's two kinds of modes. There's one where it's like regular, where you go through and different weapons have uh, levels. So you can ultimately have, you know, a super high powered weapon and fight big bad guys. And then there's also this immersive experience where there are no item levels and you just go through the motions. And, you know, if you shoot someone in the face then they, they just die, they fall over them. There's no bullet sponges or anything like that. And it is so much fun. And I've been playing with my buddy and uh, we're having a time of our lives. And, you know, I, I beat the shit out of wildlands and it's basically, you know, like a sequel follow up to that. And so, um, that was one of the few games where I cleared the entire map and I killed every bad guy that, that existed. And it feels like I'm right back in wildlands and I love all the fun. There's all kinds of gear choices and weapons. There's a billion different weapons and it doesn't really matter if it's powerful or not because it's, a, it's the immersive experience. So you just find what you like and you rock and roll and have a good time. And Holy shit, man, I'm enjoying myself. I know it got hammered by the critics when it first launched, but it sounds like they did a lot of retooling and it's a completely different game from when it launched. So uh, it has been on sale quite a bit lately. So I think it was like $8 on Xbox this last week. So uh, I'm playing on PC, enjoying every second of it. So if you see it's available and on sale, definitely give it a go because it has um, definitely brought its A game. You actually brought up a really good suggestion for a topic. Maybe we can talk about the next show is what's a game that was universally hated by all the critics, but you just sat in the back and said, no, I I like this game. (laughs) I like that a lot. I think (laughs) I always feel like an asshole too. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. You're always the guy that comes in with these random hot takes. Like I like this movie. Like you might be the only person that likes this movie or I hated this game. Like you legitimately are the only person who hates that game. I know. I know. It's a struggle, especially with our group of friends. You know, like WandaVision, that was a perfect example. You know, I know that it was going to be good and everyone, we were all going to think it was amazing when it was all said and done. I was just really struggling with the first three episodes and I I get that it's going to be great, but it's a big ask for me and my time to sit there and watch something that's not funny, that's not engaging and not even remotely interesting to me. And then, of course, episode four comes out and it's like the greatest show ever. I loved every second of it. I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked all the Easter eggs and it was a rewarding experience. But the first three were a chore for me. And that's I know I, I shared an article uh, this morning on our discord about how people forgot how to watch TV because of this binge culture. <laughs> and I'm actually right. someone that doesn't even binge Cobra Kai is the only show that I've ever binged. And I watched, you know, in one sitting kind of thing. I, I only watch one or two episodes at a time. So the Disney plus model is actually perfect for me because I like the idea of just having the, the watch it, talk about it at the water cooler and then wait for next week. You know, like it's bringing me back to like the era of lost, you know, and Mandalorian was like that too, obviously. And so it's fun to sit there and have a conversation and not worry about spoiling because we're all just that many episodes into it versus it's a 10 episode show. Well, where are you at? Has this happened yet? Oh, and you're kind of skating around the conversation. So I definitely can appreciate the the one episode at a time. I just found zero joy whatsoever in episodes one, two, and three and three. I, I finally got excited when, uh, the the final eight seconds of the episode I thought was really cool. I was like, oh shit, look at that. Finally, <laughs> something's happening. <laughs> and so I, again, I can appreciate that. I know it's going to be amazing and it's going to take a couple episodes to get there. But the first hour of the show 
it was a, a not even a slow burn. We were, we hadn't even got the firewood yet. It was just a lot of of talking and and unfunny moments. <laughs> I almost feel like they should have released episodes one, two, and three simultaneously. Because, sure. yes, those three episodes were a very slow burn. And at the end of episode three, it's like, OK, now things are picking up. And this most recent episode was just, all right, I'm hooked. I'm enthralled. I need more now type of right. situation. Um, but I've always said, too, I much prefer the week to week release schedule. I mean, the Mandalorian brought it back and I was totally happy with that because, hey, it's Friday night or it's Friday. It literally releases at midnight. I have something to look forward to to kick off the weekend and get in good spirits. Um, versus the binge method of, all right, a 24 episode season just dropped today. I now feel like I need to watch everything in 20 minutes because everyone's already talking about it. Right. And that's, I hate that too. Like you mentioned Mandalorian and if you don't watch it at midnight, you have to just throw your phone in the ocean because (laughs) you're going to get spoiled Mm -hmm. as soon as you wake up in the morning. So that was a struggle for a lot of people. Spoilers per, per se don't really bother me, but I could see how folks would be frustrated if all of a sudden they just had this uh, a, a, like a gif of what was happening in the last episode in the hallway of, of Mandalorian. You'd be like, oh, my God, you thanks for ruining it. You know what I mean? That would suck. And uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's like right now um, for the newest season of Attack on Titan. It, one of the trending topics on Twitter is a major spoiler for the episode that just aired today. So if you are into that show, don't check Twitter. Don't check the trending because that will ruin it for you. And I'm someone like I knew this part of the series was going to happen. So it didn't like you said, doesn't bother me because I was expecting it. It's like you assholes. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> right. I know <clears throat> I can't I can't get into it. And like the live tweeting of a show. It's like, how are you even watching it? If you're just sitting there looking at your phone, texting what's happening, it drives me nuts. You know, I realize when I'm binging a show, I'm more likely to be on my phone or do something else with that in the background. Mm-hmm. So like, um, for example, Attack on Titan, I just brought it up. I, mu- I burned through like episode or seasons one through three in a week and a half when it first was on Hulu. I was like, all right, this is a new show I want to watch. I'll check it out. Got through it. And then I realized like, <sighs> season four was about to air and they did this whole like recap episode of here's how we got to this point. It's like, I don't remember half of this shit happening. <laughs> so I went back and watched it. Like you said, a couple episodes at a time. It turns out like I even caught myself doing it. I'm on episode four or five in a row one night staring at my phones. Like, wait a minute, why am I doing this and looking things up about the show? And I should just be watching the show. Right. I know it gets so distracted. It's crazy. But when it's a, when it's once a week, you don't have time for that. You're more engaged. You're like, okay, well, what's going to happen now? You know, and you've also brought it up too, like shows like The Office, you can play in the background. We all have that one or two couple of shows that we can just play in the background, still quote the entire thing, but still do like other activities with it. I think that's the mentality is when I have a show running for so long in the background, I'm more inclined to be doing chores or on my right. phone or get my switch and play that and, you know, try to multitask, if you will. Sure. It's just white noise. Exactly. And- and that's comforting. It's like a little baby with a white noise machine. <laughs> Ours just happens to be King of the Hill or the office or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's crazy how that works. So I, I'm I'm excited where WandaVision is going and and I am aware that I have been driving the the bus full of complaints. But again, I also said I know it's gonna be amazing, but it is just crawling right now. Um, so there you have it. 
And it's yeah. tough. Like video games can't have a slow start either, because otherwise it drives me nuts. Like, you know, we we're I've been talking about Dark Souls. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Dark Souls doesn't give you anything. You know, you just you start and you start playing, and you're like, okay, well, great. But there's some games that give you like this hour long tutorial on how to play the game, and it's showing you all these different things. And and I prefer something to be just either a little bit more intuitive, or I just have to figure it out as opposed to hand holding. I think that drives me nuts. Especially when you want to play multiplayer and where everyone's like, okay, log in, download the update and go through the tutorial because it's <laughs> going to take you like 20 goddamn minutes to figure out how to play. And it's just a mandatory. And I, I hate that. I hate it so much. Yeah. Skyrim had a pretty good tutorial mission um, when you create your character and running away from the dragon. Very right. straightforward. Didn't hold your hand too much, but still like duck under here, press this button, do this, do that. That was fine. Um, Breath of the Wild honestly had no tutorial and it was awesome because it treated you like you've played a video game before. Right. Even though I was like, this is a completely different Zelda game. I'm scared and naked. So what am I supposed to be doing <laughs> yeah. at this time? Got the stick here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's like <laughs> the first thing I can come up with is Assassin's Creed 3, where the tutorial was 10 hours long before yeah. you actually got your Assassin's Cloak. And then you're like, all right, cool. Now you can start playing the game. Oh, I know, man. That was a that was a bit of a rude awakening for me, man. Where you're just like, oh, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Wait I mean, that, was, that was a cool story twist. And I was yeah. annoyed up until the reveal. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, I understand. <laughs> that's a shame. But yeah, it's good shit. Three is so hard. I hate that game. Yeah, it's a shame. because That's actually one of my favorite uh, steelbook cases that I have. Yeah, it's a good one. I have the collector's edition for it like you. But I'm just like, eh, this game, especially there's this mission where you got to like flee town and, and if they spot you, it's just death. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> it's such a big city, You're like right in the middle and you got to run all the way to the outskirts and it drives me nuts. The other thing that really bugs me about three, though, is because that game burned me out on the franchise so hard that when Black Flag came out, I was like, I don't even want to touch this. <laughs> and yeah. then I waited so long to get into it. I was like, God damn, I wish I would have. Like the collector's edition for Black Flag was amazing. I love that statue. Yeah, him on the like the mast or whatever is mm. like flying down. Yeah, I think I still have it saved on like my Amazon wish list, like the actual collector's edition, and it's still like two hundred dollars. Yeah, I actually I got my hands on one uh, for relatively cheap. I got it for like eighty dollars, and uh, I put it up right away. It's so big and massive. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it has to be on the top shelf because it can't have a ceiling. It's just way too tall. You got a whole ship in your in your bed. The <laughs> whole work. front half of the boat. <laughs> yeah, I like the the Brotherhood collector's edition with the Jack in the Box. It's really cool, and the mm-hmm. little plague doctor comes out stabbing you into death. It's pretty neat. Yeah, that and uh, Unity had some really cool stuff because Unity, I think, also came with a little music box too. Oh yeah, I still have that one. Y- yeah, Unity. Um, yeah, I came with like a character statue too. Yeah, work. Um, I always like it when they come with an actual flag. As ridiculous as that sounds. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, Arno from Unity with the French flag sitting yeah. right next to uh, Connor from Assassin's Creed 3 with the American flag. Like, cool. Got a little right. revolution happening over here. Little, the little circle star one, right? <laughs> yeah. How fun. And then Although, Black Flag came with the pirate guy. So that's cool. Uh, I will say um, Assassin's Creed 3 also came with the american flag with you know the 13 stars around it but it also had the assassins logo in the middle of it right, like, right. This, is, this is cool so i hung it in my office and i kid you not there were someone's like 
oh wow that's a really old flag i'm like not really because it's <laughs> nylon and yeah, got it at the big buy a couple of days ago <laughs> <laughs> you can still see the full marks in it and the grommets and all that stuff right. he's like oh that's the 13 stars right that's from like 1776 and i'm like technically yes it's <laughs> what you said is not a lie right and it just bugged me that he was talking about it for 20 minutes and didn't notice the giant assassin symbol in the middle and like had no questions about it. Just like, yeah, that seems normal to me. Oh man. That, uh, that Betsy, Betsy Ross, she does the, uh, subliminal messages on the flag. <laughs> he didn't even see it. I could be one of those Jackson Capitol Hill with that flag and everyone looked at me and <laughs> high fived me. Not even realized it. I know. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> Ugh, I can't wait to see what happens to all those yahoos prison hopefully oh my gosh i hope so scandalous yeah, we're covering stocks politics emotions physical stuff we're causing, causing everything today reunions <laughs> unions sports <laughs> yeah baseball bring it back baseball stuff oh geez anyway well thank you for listening to another fun and festive and all-encompassing episode of the <laughs> pixelated podcast remember to check out all the other podcasts on our little geek legacy network of course there is the geek legacy podcast hosted by david randy and myself where we have a lot of fun talking about everything in the realm of entertainment news mostly star wars and toys these days but that's not a problem then you also have the don't be crazy podcast hosted by mr zachary rancourt where we discuss uh, what makes a movie amazing or just rubbish? And it's a lot of fun. Check it out. I We did Groundhog Day this last week, so it'll come out in perfect time with the actual holiday. So check that out, assuming you're not busy over in Punxsutawney watching <laughs> little Phil and his shadow. A lot oh, of fun. Groundhog Day. Exactly. Again. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you please remember to follow Epic Leopold at Stephen K. James and at Edgy Armo. And also treat all gamers with respect, even the really buff ladies that can beat your ass because they're super cool and we love them and they're amazing. And also keep those controllers charged. Thank you so much. <laughs>